Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us. Before we jump in, a couple things. First of all, we'd love if you'd leave a five-star review. We, those big those reviews are really big to us. Also, go over and check out our sponsors, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. So easy to set up, easy to use, will make your team, you know, We'll make your team better shooters. I can guarantee that. And not necessarily scores, but the great thing is they've they've dealt with that problem. And now you have trainers there. You have things on the Dr. Dish. It will actually help you become a better scorer. So go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Right now, we're, we got a quarterly membership. We're trying something new here. We think it's a great innovation for all of you. Maybe jump in for three months and, and, and kick the tires around. Um, we believe in teachhoops.com so much that we have a 14-day free trial right now. No one else has that. No one else had. No one else are you going to get their bat phone and be able to get on a call and help them through. So our roadmap is is second to none too. It will walk you through your basketball journey. So come over and check us out at teachhoops.com. Let's head off to the podcast. You're going to get them out at first base. We got to stop the next worst thing. Right. So, so and expect the worst. <laughs> expect the worst. It was the worst thing. They're going to flash cut you. Expect the flash cut. They're going to do this, expect that, be ready to go. So we'll teach it four, three, four, walk through it, then we'll play live. We'll come back, we'll do four and four shell. Then we'll do some five on four shell in which they have to learn to do their slides. Really have to work hard on that guard, getting down to the weak side box. And then in my shell, I have them throw skip. So they have to get used to closing out a different person and adjusting from behind. And then we'll do eventually do five. Do they, do they fight you on any parts of it? They love it. They, okay. it, they, lo- they love it. I, every group of had they first I actually was helping uh, a couple of years ago. My friend was coaching up the street uh, and he said, I really like what you're doing. Can you come put it in? And I went and I was helping him with his girls varsity team. They're a pretty good team. And they were like, it's so funny. And I've noticed this. It sounds funny, but the kids you think the natural, the kids that are real good basketball players it takes them longer to get it. The other kids are like, Oh, I see the advantage in this. They're almost like, you can tell like their life is how do I get 
to that person's level, I'll take anything I can to get there. So right. I went with them and we started putting it up there. And once the kids got it, and you can see it almost happen, like you almost see the little light bulbs go off bits at a time. And all of a sudden it'll just come to them. And it's, it's, it's kind of a neat thing because then when they get it, they can't imagine it doing any other way because the philosophy fits with the press when our pressure, our pressure defense. So, right. So do you ever not do this or is this the, the pillar of your program? It was what we, it was the pillar of my program with our girls team. Uh, It was, no, and I had a lot of coaches, you know, I actually, I spoke at the main association of basketball coaches, uh, Rick Clark, who's in the New England basketball hall of fame, called me up. He's a coach over here at York, Maine. He said, Hey, why don't you, why don't you go to the thing on your matchup? I'm like, that's no, I can't. It's the only thing that keeps me, keeps me competitive in class A. So I'll do some drills, but I'm not going to do that. But I've had a lot of coaches ask me, um, I've had a lot of coaches, you know, when we share it, we have a great camaraderie up here. Right. And they're like, they just can't figure out some of the slides and some of the different things we've done. And then we'll do it systematically. So we were getting beat by a real good post player one time. And we found out there was one girl that wasn't a real good shooter. Matter of fact, she, I think she only took like eight shots. And this is middle of the year. So we just played a, we played a matchup in none. And we told our opposite guard, you're going to go down in front of the post every time. It's the ball game. So every time they throw it in, there's this little five foot three guard down there just in the way. And, and the they ball hate that. The, Don't they hate that? Oh, they and ball, and always, ball always finds the kid that can't shoot. So, you know, it was great. And that didn't say that just you do little things like that and they learn to believe in it. They love it. They don't want right. to do anything. Do you, do you run anything offensively that runs with this? Is that is your offense related to your defense is basically what I'm asking. I, 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 most of our offense is done based on what I have for personnel that particular year. So my Marshall yeah. girls team, I ran for years. I ran Bill Self's Kansas high, low offense when I had some real good post players and we did well. And then we got out of that when I went, got, we were guard heavy and went to, uh, you know, went to read and react. And we actually went to a little dribble drive when the kid, they liked that. They really they liked that. Especially for my post player who scored 19 points in her first far as he start and didn't have to do anything, but catch the ball and lay it in. She thought that was the greatest offense she'd ever run. So, but, uh, you know, we, I, I try to do that, but we actually, I tell parents, I said, when you see me sub 90% of the time, I'm subbing more on the defensive end than I am on that because we will run half court trap. We will run, we run a couple of specials. We'll run 31, which is an extended. So we'll pick up a little easier and we can run and jump out of that. Uh, we'll run 37, anything with seven on it's special. So we can go matchup in one. We can play that either diamond formation or box, depending on how they come down. And we just play matchup and, and the kids love it because it's just the same drill they do every day. Do you uh, do, you do this on out of bounds play? You, you this is all you do. This is out of bounds yeah. plays. Is everything so out of bounds play? Out of bounds play. The way we set it up is we slide, we bring our forwards over to the ball. So we're talking about baseline out of bounds play. Right. Bring my 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 front side forward in front of the ball. The back side forward under the rim. The weak side guard goes to that box. I have my weak the the strong side guard is playing behind that uh, forward that's on the ball and. That person has all corner responsibility. My point has kind of middle floating area. And as soon as the ball comes in, so strong side guard has that corner. Weak side guard has the corner away because it's going to be a longer pass. And what happens is once the ball comes in, we actually practice every we, every closeout drill we do, we practice throwing the ball from the baseline out. So when we start, all four players start on the baseline every single time. We never start on the floor. It's always coming from the baseline. Ah, I like that. So I'll actually have them stand there. Sometimes we'll mix and match. So we'll go, okay, so there's five out there, there's four, throw it out there. And they have to come off the baseline to close out and identify where the ball is. So it's, we do it every day. I've never done a shell drill, not like that. Is there, is there, 
is there is there a difficulty in transitioning into this or is it you think it's easier and why I think it's easier because we like when we run we don't call them suicides we call them wake-ups i got that from hall of fame coach tom mains who i started my career up as, you know, playing for when we actually run suicides i stole a drill from al sakaitis who was at usm and did some work with the knicks when he runs suicide they run facing the same rim they run forward to the foul line. And when they go back to the baseline, they're actually shuffling with their, you know, shuffling, calling up ball. They run forward to half court. They'll run shuffling backwards, still facing that straight. So they shuffle or they pedal backwards? They shuffle. So they're, they're, they're shuffling their hips, turning their hips, being quick with their feet, almost like a quick shuffle drill going backwards. So they're coming backwards, but they're shuffling back and forth. And they're okay. usually calling like a ball, like a ball. So we do first foul line back, half court back. I like that. Other, other foul line. When you turn, you turn and run, and we look over the inside shoulder at, at the rim. So you're, you're simulating pressing. As soon as you get to half court, you snap your hips, and then you're shuffling all the way back, then obviously full court over your shoulder, snap your hips at half court like that. So if we're going to run, we're going to run and get something out of it other than just running. So right. we actually we, so we build on that all the time. So the kids are always hearing me say, you know, snap your hips over your shoulder, take a you know, look, find the ball, locate the ball. So my biggest thing when I first took the Marshall girls job is I, I had to really improve that. I thought defensive transition, we, that was, I was so scared. I thought we were going to give up layup after layup after layup. And I think my fourth or fifth year there, I think we gave up maybe seven layups all year long, pressing every game. It was like, and the kids took pride in it. Like we would chart. We actually have a, we have the, we have a great thing. We chart some of the stuff in this, we chart deflections. We chart the kids came deflections up are undercharted in my opinion. Oh, we love the flow. We we die for deflections. We right. chart charges. We actually we've probably led the state in charges. I had one girl take seven charges in one game. It was just unbelievable. She went to play at Maine Maritime had a great career. But uh, we we actually chart the girls came up with this one. They they found a way to do it. They call it they call it a defensive save. So we're in a mismatch situation, whether through pressing, whether you get beat, and we don't give up a layup or an easy shot. And they took so much pride in the fact that they wanted the ball to go from either the basket or the rim back out front again. So you can decide what a defensive save looks like based on your, what you do and what your philosophy is. So our thing was let them get the ball to the rim, but they're not going. If the ball comes back out front, now we're closing out. Oh, we're in, we're on a drill we've done every day. So that's a defensive save. Like we that. Pride ourselves on that. That was, that was a big one. Um, but yeah, I think it was, I'm trying to think whether we had, uh, that was probably one of our biggest chart ones that the kids took the most pride in along with charges. They love charges. I know. I mean, charges are that weird, kind of that one of those weird things too. It's like, it's just so moving. Um, no. So for, so the people listening, I'll make sure coach gives me that PDF and then we'll, we'll put it, I'll put down the show notes for them. Um, Hey, uh, so I'm going to do my rapid fire. So uh, these are just quick questions. Um, they don't necessarily have anything to do with matchup because I've asked most of the questions I had about the matchup. Um, What's your favorite brand of basketball, the actual ball? Oh, wow. Uh, I'd go Spalding. I'm sorry. I'm the old school. So. Okay. Uh, no. One word to describe your ideal player. Oh, relentless. Okay. If you go to one sporting event in the world, what would you go to and why? Um, I've always said I'd love to be at the Olympics for the, the, the final races. I just think that's just unbelievable to watch people perform at that They say the Olympics. I like that. that that like you watch those guys run a hundred. I've never seen anything like that. Just to see that kind of athleticism on that final day of all the, the finals would be something else. Oh, I tell people it's like going to an NBA game and sitting close to the floor. Like yeah. you just can't believe those 
bodies. Like yeah. it's just yeah. like LeBron runs like a six foot athletic person. And he's like, yeah, it's just, you can't believe it. It's like, you look at him and go, Whoa, what are you doing? Um, what's your favorite pregame or postgame meal? Post pregame, not not a whole lot. Post game, uh, believe it or not, uh, being a type two diabetic, I come home and make myself some whole wheat French toast. It's kind of kind of a nice little comfort food in the winter up here in Maine. So mine's Chick Fil A. Yeah, we don't have Chick Fil A here. So. I know you don't. I know that kills us. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, what does your game day look like? Especially, coach, do the girls and the boys play on different days? We play the same day. Uh, okay. Because it's Class D, so we there's not usually JV games. There's nobody's a JV team, so right. we go the same day. So our home games are great. We have a family, we actually play uh, beautiful church. Uh, the, our pastor is a thousand point score in college. You got to love that when he builds you a gym. <laughs> but uh, what we'll do, we'll get there. We have to kind of help set up the gym. So if the girls are playing first, boys will help set the gym up. What we do is we try to get there and we'll do some sort of shoot around. Uh, sometimes what we'll do, I'd say. As the girl, the guys are setting up, the girls will shoot around plenty early. The guys will then get some time on the floor. Uh, they'll go through game shots. Uh, right. stuff we want to do. We'll go through, we'll review a few things. We'll review some of the adjustments on our defense. Um, my my pregame is kind of fun. I started this and the girls at Marshwood really did a good job with this. We did such a good job with scouts that they would go in with about three minutes to go in the JV game. Uh, three or four minutes to go in the, in the third quarter, they'd go in and they would have their own pregame. And I'd walk into a whiteboard full of game notes that they had already gone through. What then I would do is I'd walk in and look at it and I'd pick out the top two or three things that I had in my mind that they had up there. And what was great was they bought in and then we go like that. And then I do my pregame. We've already done a lot of scouting. And what was really cool was at halftime, we'd meet outside, we'd write stuff down that we wanted to do. And I'd walk in. The first thing I'd ask those teams, because they were, you know, especially my 2012 team, they were just so smart and i'd say okay what do you got and what's amazing 99 times out of 100 they would they were spot dead, on dead. so so how did so <laughs> i'm just trying to wrap so you coach a game and then yeah. you coach another game so what you do when you 50, 56 years old you know what the but heck? the adrenaline so, must be a crazy how do you go to sleep that night oh time on pm <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> seriously Okay, I'm just, I know how, like, I got to go, I got to come home and walk. To, I mean, I couldn't imagine. So is there, like, a 20-minute, I mean, do you get a break? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like 20 minutes or something. Or yeah. What I'll do is, I, and what I'll do is, I, I've, I've really made a good habit out of not saying too much post-game anyway. I think that's, if I think of over my 30-something years, 90% of any miscommunication or problem has come at the, in the post game thing, when you're just kind of, we're all jacked up and this and that. So I've trained myself over the course of years to walk in and, you know, be attentive. Don't, don't just say, okay, good game. Let's walk out of here, but, you know, try to give them something. And I think what's really cool is that our kids, because they do practice together, uh, they can't wait to get out and watch the other team play. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is the thing with post game is they don't hear you. Like they right. don't hear you like any e either good or bad. They will hear you the next day. They will yeah. not hear you. Could literally say, I'll give you a billion dollars, and they'll yeah. go, Well, oh, oh, yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay. And it's like they don't know. I mean, that's the it's not a great teachable moment, is what I tell young coaches. No. Worst teachable moment ever is after a game. Right. After chances game. are you probably get it wrong anyway, because you're seeing it through your glasses and, and they're seeing right. it through theirs. And 
I think what's been really cool is like during, during the season, it was so neat to hear the girls play and the guys in the crowd. Cause we didn't have any fans because of COVID right. you hear them saying stuff, but it was basketball stuff. Right. It wasn't mom and dad yelling, go or shoot. Or, you know, it was <laughs> yelling, Hey, drop to the ball. You know, they were doing stuff and what's right. great. Then the girls near the end of the year started doing the same for the guys. And my athletic director, she's just sitting there. She's like, this is unbelievable. Right. Let's leave the parents yeah. at home. You know, what Bobby yeah. Knight said, Bobby Knight said, always oh, the best, the best coaching job in the world was at an orphanage. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and our parents are very supportive in most cases. Uh, and they are, and parents are great, but parents are parents. Right. Yeah. They, they, I always tell them, I, I see things in number 12. You see things in number one. I can't possibly love your child as much as you do, but you can't possibly like this team as much as I do. Right. That, I know. Yeah. They just don't. It's like, they just don't. It's not, it's not against them. What's one thing you do to relax? Um, I do podcasts. Yeah. I, I watch podcasts. I, uh, I get, I get, I, I, I like to get on, I'll get on and, and I'll do a lot of stuff. I like to do a lot of, I'm still at, you know, age, I said age 56, been coaching since I was in my twenties. And I still, that's how I came upon you. I like to dig around and find stuff and write stuff down. And my wife gets mad because she's afraid to throw anything away. Cause I got scribbles all over it. And she's oh, you should see all these post-its. It's like they're <laughs> everywhere. Like look yeah. at it, like everywhere. They're like all yeah. over the place. I know. Yeah. I do that. And I love one of my biggest thing. My, my favorite thing, my favorite hobby is, is easily fly fishing. I am. Oh, you know, I like to go. How is yeah. the fly fishing in it Maine? Is, is, it, it's is it good? Yeah. 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 Come on up. There look like there are some good streams up by Middlebury. No, there are. You know, so you come up our way with you know, the mountains and, you know, the, the salmon and trout. But uh, what's fun is one of my buddies is, has a nice boat. We go out fly fish for stripers offshore. So that's, catch a striped bat you know you catch right. yourself coach, coach collins might have to we might have to make a road trip to maine because well, we i used to fly fish all the time and it, i'd go the wolf and stuff and then i do i do like there's streams in wisconsin too um a bunch of presidents went to northern wisconsin trout fishing but um I, you know worms and night and, and spinners and stuff i do the little stuff but you need more space some of the smaller streams you can't get in with a fly you can't you can't do it um yeah but a brook trout, oh my gosh, it's like it's, it's like eating it's, lobster. Yeah, like, it's, it's unbelievable. It's just, and I'm one of those guys. You can put me in a river, knee deep, and you know, thigh deep in a river for a whole day. I may not catch anything, get two rises, but it's still just. I mean, we're. I, tell, I tell my I kids. Like, I, I, I told my own kids too. I I've never smoked. I said the only time I've ever smoked is I'd have a cigar in when I was fly fishing. They go, "What do you mean?" I'd have the cigar to keep the flies uh, and the mosquitoes yeah. away. It was yeah. just I didn't smoke it, but I would light it and keep it in my mouth just to keep the the mosquitoes away. Sometimes in some of the streams up north. Um, but oh my gosh, those. I always say that's PK. People go, what does yeah. that mean? I go, that's pre-kids. That was, yeah. that was when I had time to do that stuff. Yeah. I'm lucky. I got my son. He's 22 now, and he's actually getting into it. So I get him out fly fishing a little oh, bit. That's awesome. that. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I just go, and it's just one of those. I, mean, I would actually come home from school someday, and my mother, my wife, my mother, my wife, my wife goes, go fly fish and get out. Yeah, you get need out to of go the house. Out. I would get out of the house and go, and I would go, and you come back, and it's like therapy. You just, I know, you kind of get so nice. Home. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Uh, one coaching technique you think is important. I love, I listen to what coach, uh, was it Jeremy last, the last one you had on, he did the yeah. timeouts. We did the timeouts in practice too. And then I like what, you know, it, it does it. They, the kids would take hey, coach me to 30. We need a full. Okay. We, and we walk off the floor. What I found was the, that was the best part about that. Besides the fact they can reorganize is that it's amazing. They understand the value of time when you only have 60 seconds. I know. Now they're realizing a timeout. I don't have 15 seconds to find my water bottle. Right. I don't have a lot of that. So they, they have learned over the course of these seasons, how valuable that time is and, and like that. So I think anytime you can impress upon your kids being on time, time in the game, time and score like that, anytime you can utilize that to help them become better prepared. Uh, I think like I said, time is time is your worst enemy in practice. We'd all love to have practice for five. It's the hours. most valuable resource we have as human beings is time. People don't right. realize that. Do you have any superstitions? Uh, I used to, but not so many anymore. Um, obviously, you know, I got, I got a couple of assistant coaches that you know, wear our colors are blue, but we, if we're playing a team in red, if I walk in wearing red, I'll get yelled at. So they don't want me wearing the color. Oh, see, I used to, one of mine was I, um, I used to wear the, my tie was the opposing colors, the opposing team's color. Yeah. So if we were playing a, re- a team that has red, I'd wear a red tie. I would just like, it would just be one of those weird things. Um, when I was in high school, remember when we were in high school, we had to wear three pairs of socks because the shoes are so bad. I always wore the, the striped colors of the team we played closest I to me. I forgot school. about that. It's like my dad would like, you better put, you're going to get blisters. It's like, I mean, that we had to buy our shoes. I tell the kids we had to buy them in September and walk around the house with three pairs of socks and have No, they look at you like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. D- describe your perfect player in five words or less. Loves the game, loves teammates more. Um, best player of all time. <laughs> Being from Maine, you know, I got to, I, I got to, I got I, I got to go with Larry, but, but I mean, obviously it's Michael. <laughs> I mean, you know, as a kid, as a, when you're an eighth grader and Larry's playing in college and he's drafted when you're a freshman and you get to follow your high school career and follow this. And all of a sudden you're watching Larry Bird every night. It was no bigger. Influence. I'm telling you, I try to explain to the kids, like I'm a magic guy. So yeah. I said, you can only be one. Like, yeah. like that, that's what they didn't understand. They go, what do you mean? I go, no, you either like the Lakers or the Celtics. There was no middle. Like you couldn't like kind of like both of them. It was oh, my college room. Was a Laker fan. It was, it was in the eighties. Are you kidding me? Oh, you had to pick a coast off on each other. It yeah, was you had to pick a coast, like pick yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, what do you mean? I go, you just don't understand. Cause it wasn't like ESPN was like, you, you picked one. And that was what you, you either, the, you either like the Lakers or you like the, the Celtics. There was no yeah, middle well, ground. And they weren't putting teams together to be super teams. It was, I want to beat you and I want to beat you to a pulp. And they don't, they don't. Yeah. It was, we, we grew up in a special time coach. We did. Uh, high school shot clock. Yes or no. I I'd say no, because I don't, I, I don't think uh, I, one of my friends was, was a great coach and great player. He said, anything that makes the high school game look like the NBA game probably isn't good. I know <laughs> so, it's coming too. It's coming. Yeah, I know. I know. It is. And it, you know, I, I don't mind it situational maybe. And I know people say, well, you know, they can run the game. And I'm thinking if I had a team that could hold the ball for 24 seconds, I'd win the state championship. We, right. It doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen. I, I had one dad say, you guys I don't know the what ball. the, I don't know what the push is. I just don't know what the push is. I just don't know what it is. Because people see it on TV and it translates better to what they know. It's like when, when I ran, you know, I ran all these youth camps and, you know, kids come in and you're playing, dribble knockout and all these games now like well when they're going to play a real game like well they're six they're not going to play a real game right. 
they all got a ball in their hand. They're happy. We well, you. you it's like I've said. No one should shoot a three pointer until they're like twelve years old. They go, "What do you right. mean?" I go, "They're not strong enough." Right. right. I, I we had our senior night canceled. COVID broke outbreak at four o'clock, so we decided to do something with our three senior boys. So we get some pizzas. We invited the parents in because they were coming anyway. So what I said was, let's put together like a half an hour practice. Because you know what? What do your kids say? Would you do a practice tonight? They go, nothing. Right. So I said, let's show them what we do. So they were loved it. The kids loved it. So we came out with our, you know, our, our North Carolina weave, and we decided doing that. And the kids are flying down. The girls are right with them. And half the girls are playing in Crocs and socks because they didn't think they were playing that night. And so I'm, I'm explaining to the parents. They're all sitting there. What's going on? And I'm explaining that this is a drill. We, you know, everybody gets shots up. and We're doing right. this. It's a great way to warm up and communication and this and that. First thing the father said was, who's winning? And I'm like, it's a drill with five basketballs. It, you know, it, it, he no could winning. not grasp right. that there's nobody <laughs> winning this drill. It, they're winning because they're getting better. Right. And they're <laughs> having fun. They're kids. Um, yeah. A charge circle in high school, yes or no? I don't like that either. I don't think we're athletic enough to have a charge circle. I don't think so either. Um, one thing you tell, oh, well, I'm going to save that one. Um, best basketball coach of all time. I used to be a little jealous of John Wooden because I thought, well, cushy you win, you get all the athletes. But then I realized why did all the athletes go there? And well, the he more had, about, he had a guy too. If you read, no, he did have a guy. He had a guy. He had a guy. But you know, you, there are times you, you still sustain it for that long. And I think his his guiding principles are pretty good. I think I think know, so I, too. I one of the guys I love, believe it or not, but I I always thought it was a great coach was Lute Olson. I always thought Lute Olson did a great job at Arizona with what things that he did. Um, I actually went to Bobby Knight. I went to his clinic uh, where he does his offense in the morning, defense in the afternoon. And I actually get all my switch rules sitting at that clinic and to have to do what he did. Not sure. I like the way he does everything, but you know, for his passion and what he does for the game, uh, obviously being a red Owlback, you know, that if you're watching, right. Do do what he did. So, so, so coach could be a politician because coach didn't answer the question, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to go with wood. Yeah, I think I just pull from so many people that I'm kind I of. I, I know. Do you like to jump ball in high school? To start the game, yeah. Okay, but uh, that's one of my that's one of my pushes, and that's one of my pushes is to get rid of it. I here's it's my just, I, I don't I would rather high school go to halves. Oh, we play halves. We play halves. All the quarter break does is take the ball to one team's hand and put it in the other team's yep. hand. We we play halves. I'm telling you, the flow of the game is better. The yep. only reason I'm pushing to get rid of the jump ball is they only there's three officials and yep. one of them throws it once a game. Right. So they're horrible at it. Yep. Like, so why are we doing something? Just give the visiting team the ball and let's go. Right. And that yeah, makes sense. I that was I always felt like and we do alternating possession after that. That's fine. Yep. Whatever. I don't mind that. I just didn't like, especially coaching middle school when you try to keep a few extra kids. With with halves, I'd love to put a kid in with seven fifty three on the clock and let him play to four thirty one. And now they right. think they played the middle instead of playing a yep. minute. You know, I know we we play two we play two eighteen minute halves. I like that. Yes, it's I like awesome. That. But yeah. the, I'm going to tell you, for if you ever go to halves, you basically become a college coach because no one can play thirty six minutes. Right. Like, you have to give them. So like even even my best player at some point I'll get like hey, he's got to come out. And yeah. then I give him that, like, if you watch a college game, no one plays 40 minutes. They play 37 minutes, maybe. But you right. give him that little blow somewhere in there, and then you get him back in. Um, yeah. So it gets you to play more kids. I'm telling you, it forces you to play more kids. 
which is good. Pre- high we, we pre- I've always pressed. So I've always played. I've always played eight, nine deep. If yeah, I you should always play more kids. Um, all right. So the last question I always ask is what any bit of advice you'd give your younger self? Focus on the process and not the results. Um, one of my, my pivotal coaching moment as my that 2012 team, I thought we had a chance to finish as runner up. I didn't, there was a private school out of pool on that. I mean, they had BC and Stanford, right. <laughs> you know, we're not beating them. Right. We, we thought we had them at home and they beat us by 31 and it was the best team. Ever. We led the league in scoring that year. It was nothing we could do. Um, we finished the game. We ended up losing to ironically, the coach that got me started as a fifth grader, he came and coached girls for one year. We lost him and turned it by three at the Cumberland County Civic Center pool. And it was just one of those things. I'd been working with those kids since they were fourth and fifth grade. They were just wonderful kids, the smartest team I've coached, talented, just you know, all just great kids. And we went to the locker room and one of my seniors was sitting there because it's, it's rough. You know, you lose and it's over. And anybody want to say something? And two things were said by two different seniors. One senior said, I wish I could go back and be an underclassman because I want to thank you underclassmen for playing as hard as you did. Cause I don't think I played as hard as you did for the kids above me. And I thought that was yep. really neat. And then the other girl said, I honestly don't think there's anything else we could have done. We attended every camp we did. Every, we did in season weightlifting off season weightlifting. We did everything we could. And this is as far as we go. And she goes, I really don't have any regrets. I'm sad it's over and I hate it, but I don't think there's anything else we could have done to go further. And I, that, that, that caught me because that's, and I'm like, wow, like they, you get it. You know, that's coming from a 17 year kid in her worst moment, her last minute of playing athletics. And she's got that inside of her. So the process, enjoy the process because the results you, you, I know, I know my, my, my brother always, or one of my brother said, or my, one of my friends said, if you're only happy, if you win your last game, you're not going to be very happy very often. So it's like, (laughs) there's only, there's only a handful of state champions. So enjoy the process, enjoy the kids, enjoy the experience. Well, thank you, coach. I appreciate you coming on. Um, This was awesome. And uh, I appreciate it a lot. Thank you. You get to Maine, let me know. I'll get you in a river somewhere. Oh, I will for sure. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like it. Um, Go over and check out our other podcasts, High School Hoops, Teacher Side Gig. And then uh, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.